Craig Parkinson, and this is the Two Shot Podcast. Pop the kettle on and let's dive in. Thursday. I mean, it might be. I don't think it will be, but you know, it's a new episode of the Two Shot Podcast, and that's what we want, isn't it? Um, are you well? Are things good? You don't answer all at once. It's okay. You know, we can just take time and mull this over. Uh, we're all still unsure. Um, we're trying to get these new episodes out here as soon as we can. And this week it's with the incredible actress from Monaghan, Charlene McKenna. You're going to know Charlene from loads of things. She's been cracking the whip for a long time. Um, most recently, Peaky Blinders and right now on BBC and BBC Northern Ireland in Bloodlands with the very lovely Jimmy Nesbitt. So, uh, yeah, this is... I didn't I, I didn't know, Charlene. We hadn't met. We hadn't worked together. We just got down to it in West London via uh, a quite dodgy computer link and had a chat. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, what else? The, the the good thing is we're going to end season 10 on a high in November. Possibly later. Let's see how we get on uh, with in-person episodes. That is, when I say in-person, I mean myself, producer Griff, and our guest. And... It's going to be a joyous end to the season, which has been somewhat bumpy and rocky, to say the least. But that's just because, you know, things are busy and we try our best and you know that. And we wanted to say thank you so much for your continued support on social media, but more importantly on Patreon, because you give that gift of money each month uh, that supports us, that one, two, three pound, whatever it is you do, it really means a lot. And I hope you're enjoying your tote bags, your stickers, your mugs, whatever, your T-shirts, whatever it is you're getting, then I hope you feel we're giving you something back apart from the fantastic episodes, obviously. Um, right, it's, uh, it's nearly eight o'clock and I'm going to go to my bed because I'm terribly tired. So, um, until next week, uh, I am going to have to sign off and can't do an outro because I'm dying on my feet. Um, but this is the Two Shot Podcast with the incredible Charlene McKenna. Okay, and I've hit record, and now we're all good. Now, Don't we do our podcast voices? We don't do our podcast Hi, voices. Hi, great. Voice. We just, 
I mean, we could start it like that, <laughs> Charlene. I don't. You're know. listening to Two Shots podcast. You see, that's what I need. I need everybody to do little eye dents for it, and then we said it. Hi, I'm Charlene. Uh, I've I was been on just the podcast. doing them for the last show I've just wrapped on, and I oh, would worked. rather, I think, run naked up the M50. I mean, just that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charlene McKenna, and you're watching. And then they add these cake of endings like you won't want to miss it i mean they might they, they might want to miss it <laughs> they might take a chance <laughs> oh i hate them i hate them i hate them how, how are you with the other side of publicity when it comes to a job because I, I and i've said this loads on the podcast whenever i talk to actors it's like the job only finishes when you're sat on the sofa and you're, you're, you're doing the radio phoners and all that, that's when it finishes. Yeah. You've got to recall three, six, nine, ten months ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And it took me, personally, it took me a long time to feel comfortable yeah. with doing that. How are you with it? I, you know, I was only saying this to my agent this morning because she said, how's the press going? And it's going well. And, and um, Sarah, my publicist, is amazing. But I don't love it. I, I like some parts of it okay, but I was just saying this to my agent and she was kind of saying, she went, that, that's a good sign. She said, I worry about the actors who really love all of the press. I went, oh, no, no. I said, maybe about 10 minutes of a photo shoot when you're wearing loads of fabulous clothes that aren't yours and you think you're Beyonce for about 10 minutes, you might think, hi. But then you just feel like a test. And you're like, I'm not Beyonce. And I look at the test. And I'm fanning around now in a frilly frock, <laughs> pretending to be with a hairdryer. It's oh, uh, cringe. Or the minute you hang up, the minute you finish a radio or a telly, or a, you just, I immediately start going, you're a bollocks. None of that made sense. You're an incoherent, <laughs> rambling Dumbledore, and why are you speaking to the public? So that's how yeah. I feel about it. <laughs> Do you ever get the one as well, like about an hour after going, fuck, that's exactly what I should have said. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, look how smart I could have sounded. Yeah. Talk to Lesprit de, de l'Escalier. What do you call it, that thing? Yeah. You're like, that's ah! exactly what I've yeah. come across as now. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. That's, that's on record. Yeah, that's Moving good. On. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Charlene, how's things? How's things going? Um, good, good, not too bad. Can't complain, will complain. Um, I'm very tired. I've been filming every week since January. Not complaining, but also complaining. complaining. Complaining, but not complaining. No, just tired. That's the only complaint. Hashtag glass, hashtag grateful, hashtag tired. <laughs> And where are you? Where where are we talking to you I, from? Because I'm I'm at the moment I'm currently uh, West London. Where are you, West London? I I have a place in West London, a little uh, in Brentford. Don't tell me, McCann. Charlie McKenna. I'm in Brentford. No, you're not. I'm here's the thing, right? So I'm just near Kew Bridge at the moment. I'm near Kew Bridge. Well, I'm not. I'm in Ireland. But my yes, flat's near Cambridge. Fuck off. So the thing is, they. So I'm working here 
at the moment. So I'm having to do all the recordings of the podcast when I can actually fit them in. Yeah. And thankfully, we're back up and I've got a bit more time. Um, but weirdly, when I was 23, I rented a flat five minutes up the road when I was doing like my third job and I drive past the flat every day on the way to work. So changed. I remember thinking, well, obviously uh, there's no way I could afford to live in Chiswick or in Richmond, you know, even now, you know, West London is so fucking bougie, but Brentford, my God, it's changed so, so much. The flat that I'm in now that overlooks um, uh, Kew Bridge and the river, it's like they weren't here when yeah. I was 22, 23. Yeah. It was... But that was only a couple was, of years ago, Craig. I yeah. oh, see. <laughs> if everybody came on and started buttering me up slash lying to me, that I, you know... You're a liar for only then, what's that from? Um, <laughs> yes, no, I know, and I don't know why it took so long to do the math that Brentford's about 10 minutes from Chiswick. Yeah. So, um, did anyone think this is all along the river or could be equally as spectacular? Now, obviously, they've done the math, and it's, mm. I mean, there's a natural wine shop, there's your sourdough you know bakeries. What? Do you know what, Charlie McKenna? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to have this on record now. <laughs> Fuck natural wine. <laughs> Fuck natural wine up itself. I have tried. That's I, I, wonder. I have tried them all. There was yeah. one t- a few weeks ago. We, we were in uh, we were in Edinburgh for the end of the festival, and I had two days off, and I went to go and meet my girlfriend up there because she was working i said look i'm gonna get the breakfast rattler up there by the time you finish it'll be like half 10 11 we can have the whole weekend before we go back on sunday we can go and see people that we want to see like Stuart lee and things like that so we can do that and we can also we can go for dinner we haven't seen each other so we found this restaurant managed to get a table but it was super serious in there. We didn't realise how oh. serious this restaurant was. Oh, no. Everybody was quite po-faced. And we thought, well, look, we're here now. We'll just suck it up. And we just went, oh, and we'll, we'll have the, the wine to sort of go with. The pairing, yes. And, and then they went, and I said, is it, is it natural wines? And they went, it's all natural wines. <laughs> and we went, holy <laughs> fuck. We're here now and we're going to have to suck it up. And we'll just go, well, look, let's try it. Let's learn. Let's let's gain some knowledge yeah. and see if if it's to uh, to our taste and if we can broaden our palate. Yes. No, I don't want my palate broadened. In fact, I'd like I, it narrowed. Give I, me, I would like some sulfites. I want the tannins. Give me the give me, tannins, give me all that. Give me tannins. I'd like so some I feel I feel I've really tried with it, but no, fuck no. Well, I think the thing about natural wine is to not expect it to be wine. But it tastes like you're a lot God, younger oh than me. There, there was, there was a, a, a children's medicine that I don't know if he's still out. Certainly I haven't given it to my son um, called Vino's. Uh, 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 certain people of a, a I did see remember, Vino. I remember see Vino's, Vino's on a bottle. It was, it was like a dark sort of colour, a bit like this yeah. lovely sulfate tanning <laughs> red wine that I'm showing to you now. And it and it was had a little sort of 
a slight fizz to it. Yeah. It's a bit like all natural red yeah. wines. And don't get me started on orange wines. Oh, this yeah, no. Uh, this isn't yeah. the natural wine podcast, but as yeah. soon as we're going with it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck natural wines. My friend Darren opened one of, the, one of the very early natural wine stores in New York, and mm-hmm. she has introduced me to some wines, but you need to be guided by a complete expert Number one and number two, you need to not expect it to taste like wine. It's another drink. It's like Coke and Diet Coke. They're, they're not the same. Don't, don't then. Don't call it wine. <laughs> don't call it wine. I think technically it, it is wine. Of but... course, <laughs> of course it is. But no, but no, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm I mean, class is also wine. So you know, there is that. Uh, yeah. There was plenty of empty Buckfast bottles when I was walking around Edinburgh, of course, due to the yeah. the, the bin men having their strike and everything. Oh, so wet. Fuck yeah. I mean, that was... And fair play to them. You know, they were canny. They did it at the right time in August. The tattoos there, the festival's there. Yeah. If they're going to get what they yeah. need and what they deserve, that was the time to do it. And yeah. I, think, I think they have yeah. what they... they yeah, no so. slow dozers. Uh, I am in... <laughs> Nobody from Scotland come. Don't at me. Um, they, I am on a, our farm in Monaghan in Ireland. Right. So let's bring up the map of Ireland. Yeah. In our in our mind. Yeah. So for everybody listening at home, even a lot of people if, from Ireland don't know where this is. So so you, let if we if we land if we in start, Dublin. Let's land in. Dublin in the south, okay. And drive an hour and a half to two hours depending, but if you're at the airport, an hour and a half, almost straight up on that line ish, give or okay. take. So we're in yeah. the we're, we're still in the east, we're in the northeast in the Republic, bang on the border. Bang on the border. Yeah, right. I can see the border. Okay, okay. Yeah. And is uh, is that uh born and bred there in Monaco? Born, bred and Parents born and bred there, parents born and bred there. But no, there's a rib in Scottish. There's a leg of Scotland. But other than that, it goes back. I was asked to do the show, Who Do You Think You Are? And yeah. and now, in fairness, they hit a fire. So that's why they couldn't get any further. It wasn't because it was completely dull, but they sent me everything they found. And I'm so not exotic or interesting. It was... Irish, 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 labourer, farmer, labourer, farmer. And I was like, here we are. Still on the farm. <laughs> Keeping the straw. You know, you hope for a bit of exoticism. Something. Come on. No, no. Not no. that. That's a interesting. Tell me about growing up in Monaghan then. Um, it is. Well, so it's class well, it would be the village. Monaghan would be the town and the county. Are we talking rural? Rural, rural farm. I'm, I'm literally, I can see, well, it's dark, but if it was daylight, I could see cows right outside my window. Cows and sheep. So it's really, really rural. Um, the nearest village would be Glasslot, which is rather spectacularly beautiful, and not because I'm from there. It is very... Paul McCartney got married there, so it's quite beautiful. Oh, I know exactly where you mean. And it, yeah, I remember. And it put it on the map. It, mm. So it's a, so it's lovely. So it was, it was lovely. Uh, Very pretty. I have five older brothers. I'm the baby. So were your parents just solely working on the farm? Yeah, they were. They my parents. My parents just turned their hand to everything. 
They bootstrapped themselves from really absolutely nothing. They had a fashion st- shop in the town. Then they had a. Then they went from that to a pig farm. Then they went from do. a pig. It's a very natural trans- transition, I think. <laughs> then they went from the pig farm, and these were all long periods of time. They were quite successful in all their random endeavors. Then they went from the pig farm to a mushroom farm, and that's when I came into the picture, right at the glamour moment of the um, mushroom farm. Of the mushroom farming. So I grew up picking mushrooms. Um, all my childhood, they got rid of the pigs, so it was just sort of a bit of cattle, and then all oh, mushrooms, mushrooms, mushrooms. And then when I was about how 13, how is how how is your sorry to interrupt? How is your mushroom knowledge? It's not bad. I mean, it's all ordinary mushrooms. People want to know: is it like shiitake? And so it's just all the bog standard first, second, third, fourth flush mushrooms and flats like you buy in the shop. But could you go out and forage? No. I could, no. but we may or may not pass away. Well, that's uh, <laughs> the thing, isn't it? Or we may not. <laughs> no, I, mean, I have a very, the mushrooms, the legal mushrooms side of life. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I, again, not that interesting. And then when I was about 13, 14, they bought a pub in the village at the castle gates, actually. So Did Paul Cartney got married, Castle Leslie. We own the big pub at the gates. It's like a guest house pub. It's a big pub. But it's, uh, is, it, is it still in the family, the pub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still going. Yeah, so my brother Adrian runs that. And mommy and daddy still do the B&Bs. Bless what? them. Being a farmer, mm. like, like, that doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, that's like around... My brother the does clock. the farming, yeah. So right. he does the farming and the pub. So he sort of, sort of works 24-7. My God, he, 365 as yeah, well. Like yeah. just, that, the Never seasons ends. are changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calls to us on Christmas Day and all his farming clothes, stinking sheep. Then he goes home, has a shower. Then he's nice for the rest of the day. <laughs> but yeah. Tell me about the, tell me about the other brothers. Um, they're a good mix. There's, they're all, all, no one's in my business. I don't really know where I came out of. Um, they're all, one's got a landscaping company. One works for Dinkins Bakery. One is a welder, one's the farmer, pub, and the other guy is in Sydney, and he's a painter, decorator. But they all can wow. kind of turn their hand to anything. They're quite capable. Uh, well, obviously, like your mum and dad. Yeah, grafters. We're all just workers. Just work hard enough and you'll probably be all right. Were you like that at school? Were you a complete grafter at school? I was all right at school because I was always, I was always, I would say it was like a B. I wasn't an A and I wasn't a C. I was sort of in the middle. Um, but I was good at school. I wasn't particularly bold or didn't step out of line. I was always very good and grand. And I got, I got in trouble. Shut up. I got in trouble for talking a lot. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I did get in trouble for talking. <laughs> but other than that, I was, I was, yeah. I was told I'd probably end up being an actress, but I thought that was nonsense. Was that something that was on your radar at the time when you were being told such a thing? Well, it was, I, I did, uh, I was asked to do like a chorus part in a musical when I was 11, and then I... Then did the school play like we all probably did. Loved that. And then um, 
a youth theatre had started in Monaghan when I was about 12, 13. Perfect timing. It was free. You could just go. Mommy wouldn't let me go. She thought I just wanted to go to town to hang around boys, which she was actually wrong. Uh, and she has, since, she has since had to say, I was really wrong about that. And so again, now that I've made a career out of it. but um, So she wouldn't let me. But eventually she did. Having been the baby of five boys, I was very, like, cosseted and quite... Oh, I can yeah. only but imagine, yeah. if not by the parents, but certainly the brothers yeah. as well. I, there wasn't, I didn't run amok. I was, I was quite, I was quite good. But yes, I joined that and then did the school musical and then I got my first professional telly job at 16. But I still didn't think you could actually make a job out of it. I still didn't think you could, that, that was really what happened out there. Didn't. How, how, how did that first professional job at 16 come Oh, now you're talking. There was a man who shall remain nameless who came to Monaghan and he ran courses. No, it was the course was great crack and, and listen, got me the job, but I still think mm-hmm. this guy's a total gangster. But he came down and he would teach the kids um, like acting for screen, inverted commas. By i.e., I mean, it's different now because we have iPhones and iPads and we're back, you know, we're back 22, three years ago. So there's none of that. So it was like, this is a camera. <laughs> This is a tripod. Stand here. Don't get too close to basically very, very basic techniques. And we had great crack. And even introduced us to the words audition or any of these words that wouldn't have been in our vernacular. And then, and then he became my agent in inverted commas because he was, he was in like Yorkie ads and stuff like the chocolate bars. And so he was this, he was that guy. A nice guy though, and then I got this audition, and I went to Dublin, and it was for Disney. I think it's like when Disney come and they make like TV shows. Mine was for like Sweden to teach kids English. It was this type of thing? The guy who played my dad was the guy from um, Richard from Dad's Army. That was like, and I remember thinking that was a really big deal. Um, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of it now. You English. Is, do I mean it? Does that what I mean? Dad's army. What the old yeah, sitcom? Yeah. Oh, and it must have been. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember was he Dad's army. Maybe my dad or my granddad in it. Anyway, might, I think he might have been your granddad. He might have been my granddad. Dad's granddad. army was. But it was twenty my twenty odd time. years ago. Well, I'm I'm forty six and I barely remember yeah. Dad's army. I'll double check that. But anyway, that was very exciting, and we went. I went. Mommy and Daddy took me down, and I filmed for a few weeks in the summer in Galway and that was that and so that was my first technically technically my first professional I guess TV show that's a beautiful place to film in the mm. summer though Galway Crikey. I was too young I mean I, I all you I remember is it. fear yeah yeah I, I did have fun but I remember just being really like what is going on now and then after that did you think oh well that was nice that was a nice summer little job and it's back to norm it's back to school yeah Back to normal, back to school, and sure, if, if any more of them audition things come in, I'll throw my hat in the ring and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I got really, I got down to two for this big BBC uh, kids show they were making. And I remember I was recalled, I mean, 150 times. And I remember them, I remember where I was even when they, when they told me I didn't get it. And I, I, I've never... 
I mean, the the feeling of heartbreak was so it's so palpable. I I mean, I can remember it as clear as day. The first that first you you didn't get it. It's not, and you're like, but I, but, and it wasn't because I I felt entitled to it. I think it was because I. I've been recalled so many times, and even the trip to Dublin was a big, big deal. To go to Dublin and back, that was like a big deal, and it was yes, it was it was devastating. Uh, and I thought, oh, I don't want to, I can't handle that. But then, sure, the bug, the bug is in you, and then, then when I got the audition for years later, for I did the Breakfast on Pluto with Neil Jordan. Mm-hmm. My reaction to getting the call for that audition was to just cry, not with happiness. <laughs> right, with fear. With that's not fair. It's not oh. fair to dangle that carrot. That's that's just a cruel twist. That's the universe being cruel now, doing that. And I'm gonna have to go to Dublin again, and I'll do the whole thing. And then I had, then I just was like, look, just learn your lines, do your best, and and then. It was like I was listening to your podcast with Helen being and like Shane Meadow giving her the part in the room. It was I, I had that experience, too. And then you think that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> so I had went from the I mean, the, the floor being pulled out from under me rejection because, you know, you're 15 years old and very rural, very green kid to then this big time director just giving you a part in the room. And you're like, I'm very confused. Yeah, how do, how how does this work? Yeah, because how does this? I'm getting complete mixed signals. Listen, it's twenty odd years later. I still feel like that to some degree. Well, that's the thing. That was another question I was about to ask you now. How and without putting a negative spin on it, because it's not because it's just a part of mm. life within mm. what we do. How do you deal with rejection? Now, because it is all around us. Yeah, oh, it's, it's constant. I, I just think it depends. I would have learned now is it depends. They don't all hurt the same. No. So they think there's that. I mean, there's... My husband said something once years ago. I was I was up for this part to play a lead opposite Rachel Weisz in Plenty in New York Theatre. Mm-hmm. And it was that fabulous part that, oh... Oh, what do you call that? Amazing actress played it. It'll come to me. And it was a real, it was a real look at me part. And I was like, oh, now this, this I want to play. Anyway, auditioned, auditioned again, auditioned with Rachel. There's, it's down to two. It's you and someone else. Waiting, 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 waiting. You didn't get it. They've went the other way. No, they really did. They went really tall and really blonde. And I'm very small and brown haired so uh i was go- i mean i was t- so here's a bat like a real re- and he said something to me really kindly it sounds harsh the words but how he said it was so kind we were it, my husband's from new york so we were in new york we were in the elevator in our building and i was just like that that feeling that just because i it was one of them ones where i was what I, I wanted to play it so much mm. more even you know sometimes you're like oh the status of the job would be so good for me this was like no i really this like lit up the you know that feeling of playing that we get sometimes with the child in you is like fully and it's the best feeling ever 
Well, it is because it's the reason why we started to do it exactly. in the first place. Before, before business, all the other bu- yeah. Before the other bullshit sometimes takes over. Exactly. And sort of grab a hold of it and go, ah, let's bring myself back down to earth here it, and remember why. The joy, the plan, exactly. the joy, yeah. and it was one of them. And I, I remember I, I was so deeply upset in the lift and we were on the way down and he was, he said, give yourself a day, be sad for a whole day and then tomorrow, you know, move on. But what he said was... And I've, I, it's come to me time and time again, and it's really helped me in the nicest possible way. He said, it's not your part. And it was like, well, what do you mean it's not my part? But it could have been my part, and I could have been. And he was like, no, but it's in the tapestry of your life. This isn't your part. Yeah. Or it's not right, and you're not going to play this. It sounds harsher than it is, but it made, it was a bit like he's just not that into you. You know that? <laughs> that, that mo- which, which, you know what? It's fucking true. Yeah. Well, sometimes if you take it the right way, you can kind of go, that's actually quite freeing. Mm. That's quite, oh, I'm just... And, may, and, maybe, and maybe you're not going to accept it right at that time, but maybe days, weeks, months, yeah. however long later you go. It's come back to me oh. time and time again when yeah. I've gone, oh, I can like hold on to that and continue a narrative that I've made up that this is my part and I'm meant to do this and everything going forward in my life will hinge on me playing or I'm just like, like I'm just not meant to play that part. And look, I, For think, some we reason. Keep, I think we should keep with, he's just not that into yeah. it. I think that's, that's what we should take going forward. But it is, it, it is hard. You're right. Because sometimes the investment mm prior to anything yeah you know you have to be committed yeah because you have to show like and i i as soon as we're talking about this we can talk about but i tend not to talk about too much about jobs but this is more about the human aspect and the the career certainly when i talk to actors but i was sent an audition for something american a a few days ago and i just didn't have Mm. the headspace to fit it in and also I had my son on the weekend yeah. and then I had to drop him back with his mum and it was like there was just there wasn't enough time and the priorities weren't there and it's like I said look I'm not going to do it because I don't have the time and the worst thing I can do and I've said this to you actors in the past as well, it's like, you can't do a half assed job because you know what that's the last thing they're going to remember mm. And I can't, I can't send myself out there. Sometimes, you, the, the, you know, I've heard actors with an argument like, oh, but maybe you'll be looser and maybe you'll be thinking, but it's like, whatever, 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 as Adam, my husband would also say, that and $2.50 to get you on the subway. I have to know that nine times out of ten that I did my best, that if I don't get it, I go, well, well, he, I... He, he's just not that into you. He's just that, and I did, <laughs> I, and I did it over than I could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and now, with love, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit like that. But you must, yeah, you get ones as well, and you just don't care. You go, I didn't know, I knew I wouldn't get that anyway. And I don't mean big hoo-ha, Joe. I just mean sometimes you go, I, I'm not going to get this. But I'll throw my hat in the ring for maybe a myriad of reasons. Your team are saying you should do this, 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 but you're going... I'm not going to get it. And you don't care. And then there's other ones you're devastated. I don't know. It never changes. But that's, you know, why I think, I think, I'm speaking for so many people here, why you keep coming back, why one keeps coming Mm. back 
to doing what we do because nothing's ever the same. Mm. Everything is different and we're learning all the time. Mm. And it doesn't, you know, not. I'm working with a, a, a brilliant legendary DOP at the moment and I'm learning loads after like 26 years mm. that I went, oh, right, okay. Oh so, oh, so that's what you mean. It's that simple. So I'm constantly asking, I always tell my son, you know, Try to, to keep it down in class, mm. but but never be afraid to ask questions because the only way that we learn is to ask questions. Yeah. And if anybody tells you to not ask questions, then, you know, they're the ones that are wrong. We should always keep asking questions. But, yeah, that's the thing because that's the flavour. It's such different colours yeah. all the time. Yeah. Let's jump back just before breakfast in Pluto. Sorry, yeah. I have to blow my nose, so, Griff, you have to edit this out. <laughs> Sorry, I woke up. I woke up this morning with a, a tickly back throat oh. at like five in the morning, and I went, "Fuck!" Yeah, it's absolutely got me. I'm. I think I've been fighting all week because I've. Been, yeah, I'm not. I haven't succumbed yet, but I. You know, and I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm a. I'm a stupid level of tired. I also think my father always says, and I think he's absolutely right. The rising and the lowering of the sap. Ah, uh, yeah. It, Everything just the, the, that atmospheric shift. Obviously, the the, the weather shift. I'm I'm going beyond the. It, get, it was quite, it was no. hot. Now it's cold. The yeah. actual sap levels in the atmosphere and the atmospheric shift between, you know, into spring and now into autumn. He was like, that's when you, even if you don't get your body's gone through something. And I just think it just, yeah, I, I, he said this to me as a child and I've noticed it every season, maybe it's power of suggestion, ever since. And But I see it in all the people around me. And in my yeah. head, I don't say it to many because they're probably going, uh-huh. But I'm going, that'll be the sap. No, I think, <laughs> look, I'm t- I'm taking the farmer's knowledge. Yeah. I like it's the law, lowering of the but sap. But also there's that thing to you ever find when... You're super intense on a job mm. and you know you're going to get ill, but you keep going through and then all of a sudden you finish the job. Sick. And Sick. I mean, you could set your, your bo- watch to it. Your, exactly. Your body goes, Blah. do you know what? Now you can get ill. I, because I, unless your leg is falling off, yeah. you're getting in front of that camera yeah. and you're working with these people because yeah. we do not stop. No, it doesn't stop. I filmed January, February, March, April, May. Uh, every nearly uh, by the weekend, every day, every week, and one job wrapped on the Friday, and I flew to Budapest and started the next one on the Monday, and oh. then it was my wedding. So I flew. I wrapped. What this? Sorry, Charlie. This year. Yeah. So this was this was January, February, March, April, May. Just on on that point, and I said to my buddy. I flew in, I landed, I got home to Monaghan about 10, half 10 the night before my wedding. Now, we'd been legally COVID married, but our wedding with all the people. Uh I got in that night, huge mistake, nobody should ever do that. Got in that night, I said to my body, I was like, please, just get through, do not get sick. Don't, please, no cold sores, no sick, no spots, no anything. Please, just let me, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm -hmm. I woke up. On the morning after the wedding with a sore throat. And not from, I mean, and not from like screaming. I made it through the next day and then it was a few days later. I mean, that was me. I was sick. I had like full sick. 
But I yeah. made it through the day after, and then we were going to go on honeymoon. And we got on honeymoon, and I i mean, I i passed away. I got every... I got cold sores on my nose, cold sores on my lips. Oh, I got my. cold and flu, coughing. I got a stomach bug. I mean, but I didn't give one shit because I, I knew it was coming. I begged my body to wait, and it waited all year. <laughs> Yeah. And it threw everything but the kitchen sink at me. It was like, well done. I know we must have another illness in the back. <laughs> yes, we have this one from February. You can have that cold sore. I have a few spots. You can, I mean, we, it was the least sexy honeymoon that anyone's ever had. The two of us just <laughs> Fleming, <laughs> Fleming on each other in the south of France. <laughs> but we loved it because it didn't matter. No one knew who we were. No one yeah. gave a shit. We just hid and snotted. And we still drank wine because I was like, well, I'm not not drinking wine on my honeymoon. So I was, you know, sneezing well, and then drinking the wine through the closer. But there's no nice honeymoon pictures. <laughs> Speaking of medicinal wine, I'm just going to have a top up for my cold because I think it's very important. See, if I was like, that would cripple my sinuses. Oh. Thank God I have a very patient producer who edits all this stuff together. Thank you, Griff. We love you. Um, Charlene, let's... I did want to jump back then with a question and going back to just before Breakfast on Pluto. But while we're on this subject of carrying on, are you good at stopping? Are you good at saying... Do you know what? No, I, I, I'm not going to do this job because I need to prioritize mm. either myself or my family or, or or something else altogether. Or sometimes you just need to fucking stop. Stop. Yeah. No, but I've definitely got better as I've got older. Do you think that's as your career has had an upward trajectory? So there's been a there's been positivity, or has it been when you felt slightly risky? Um, no, oh, I think brain. I've had a, a, a fairies have just entered my head. That's it's okay. Never happened. You just get you just get hey. air. <laughs> no, no. But the thing is. It's, quest- no, it's questions no, no. like that it that, that it's both. we don't get asked I, all the time. But I think that's no, 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 super I, important. I think I have the fear of God of saying no because we all... Oh, well, I shouldn't speak for us all. I think there's... Because we do have so much rejection. I think you think, far... Who do I think I am to say no to this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, understandable. Uh, and I think when I was younger, I had a very dopey narrative in my head that I thought you had to achieve so much by a certain age or then that meant the recipe you couldn't, inverted commas, make it. Mm-hmm. And then I realised, oh, that's a load of bollocks. Yeah. That's a complete load of bollocks. Mm-hmm. You could get an Oscar at 100 or you could get a whatever your thing may be, uh, whatever success is. But uh, but it still doesn't come naturally. I think we're uh, such people pleasers... I think there's obviously a reason why you go like me, like me on a stage or a TV show. There's obviously a real people-pleasing element. I think um, beyond all the lovely artistic craft and all the stuff that you could wank about. Um, So I think it's hard to say no. Mm -hmm. 
very hard to say no because you have that inherent terror like every job's your last. I mean, I remember rapping a few years ago and being like, that is the last call sheet I'll see for a long time. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I was working shortly after. But you just, you're just still in terror. Yeah. Um, but yes, but I did, I used to really be very, very, very hard on myself and I try not to do that anymore. And I have a great agent who will say, I'd rather you were available than on this just for the sake of being on something. So that helps because, you know, it's, I'm not going against her to go, oh, what I want to, I want to say, I want to take time off. Like I, I, as I said, I've been filming every week bar that honeymoon week since January up until last Friday. And I've told them all, I was like, I, I, I don't want to work unless Spielberg rings, which it's unlikely. I would love. I need some time off. I I need to I need to play myself <laughs> for a while. But I think it, that is really important, isn't it? Because you need to, you need, and also you want to be match fit. You know, mm. yeah. And, and I, you need to get all the cold sores and stomach bugs, and be at home and be sick and snotty, mm. and make the spuds and be around. Just be normal away from the shit. I mean, the good shit and the bad shit. Yeah. In fact. Maybe more so away from the good shit because you take the head off your shoulders and just get back to brass tacks. I really, really feel that. And then you come back charged. That is really important. And also, it's like, uh, maybe I'm being presumptuous. Were you filming at home? Could you come home every night this year from January to now? No, no. So you were away, away. Yeah. yeah, I was in Ireland, but I wasn't at home. Yeah, well, no. exactly. It's not. I mean, it's yeah. a big place. It's like you yeah. can't just come no. home and have a hot shower every night and see yeah. your husband and you know yeah, embrace no. a bit of it, normality. It's not like that. Yeah, just be. Yeah, just be normal. No, it's a. It's a. It is a funny gig, and I think for people outside the industry, it's it's quite hard to understand because of course there's so many fabulous elements to it and of course we're not in a coal mine and of course we get paid, you know, handsomely for for not, for, you know, there's a lot harder jobs out there, but it isn't, it is a tough gig. You know, my very hardworking parents and stuff have come to set and been like, oh, hell no, would we do that? Mm. They're like, no, no way. The the repetition, the repetition, the hours, the hours, the hours. I mean, you've no, you've no life when you're filming. I think. No, and it's. I think it's sometimes that's very hard to maintain all sorts of relationships. You know, whether it's mm. with your siblings or with your parents, with someone, uh, you yeah. know, a close partner or your friends. It's like you know, I was yeah. uh, one of my closest friends is filming in another show in London at the moment, Alan. I really wanted to see him tonight because we had time and it's like, and he lives in Antwerp, you know, so yeah. sometimes it's like it's really difficult for us to see each other and it's like, I just can't. If I'm up at 4.45. Yeah. yeah. I've, and And I've got this cold coming on. I was like, I need to put myself to bed. Yeah, knackered. Totally. And you're just, yeah, I, I when I'm, yeah, home, learn your lines, go to bed. Mm. That's my... Filming life, home, it, you're just kind, bed. You're kind of on the sort of hamster wheel for a while, and you can't, yeah. you can't really get off yeah. it yeah. for a time. Sorry, it's, yeah. I don't want anybody to listen to feel that we're moaning. We're just sort of playing it out yes. exactly what it's like. Yeah, let's 
let me jump back to around breakfast on Pluto time. So that mm. was, you know, as we all know, a very rare offer in the room. Yeah. From yeah. from a, a legendary director. Yeah. Um was there a path after that? Was the plan? What 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 was the next step? When when did tra- when did training come in to the life? Never, never. I then I would when that when Breakfast and Pluto came along, I was studying theology, random, and classical music. Wow! And uh, it was Dublin City University. It was a it was a it was an offshoot of Dublin City University, a place called Matter. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Called Matter Day. It's gone now. And I was there and I got, I was doing, it was the summer holidays, but that's where I was in college. It was the summer holidays and I was doing Romeo and Juliet in the Garage Theatre. And that's when I got the call to go down, did the whole thing, got the part, filmed it, went back to college, could not settle. Um, be, be, beca- really be, because of the film, Conscious or Subconsciously? I knew, yeah, or, or you Yeah, knew. I just, I was like, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. That's what I want to be doing. I don't want to be here. I remember when I crossed the threshold of that university, and I really, really, really said this to myself. I will remember as clear as day. Crossing the threshold, I can see the floor. I look down, and in my head, I said, if acting takes off, I'm following it. But until then, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I did that for the year, got that part, did that, went back, couldn't settle, but tried. I was like, I don't want to be here. And so then... I got an audition for a new Irish TV show called Pure Mule, which was sensationally written to this day. Yeah. Uh, and audition, audition, audition. I actually did the recall audition. You talk about not moaning but the sacrifices. I did the recall audition as my father was been wheeled away to have a triple heart bypass. I had to go to the audition. And he was like, you have to go. But it was like, okay, goodbye. I might never see you again, Fuck. but I have to go. <laughs> Finished the audition, raced back to the hospital and was just, it was such a surreal time. He was okay. And uh, I got the part and that was life changing. It was all, it was all micro life changing moments, but that was life changing because that meant deferring college. That meant a new proper agent. That meant being in a, in a big league in Ireland of, oh, cause it was, it was, became a multi-award winning drama. I remember. Was, yeah. Yeah. It did really well. Yeah, it did. And then that was that. And then, I mean, that is, that is a, sh- and that was it. That is a, sh- that's a huge shift. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went from literally nobody to being in a most watched hit every Sunday night in people's living rooms. So that was the start of it. And I was like 21 and then, I still thought I still wanted to finish the degree because I like fin- I'll I'll make myself finish a book I hate not so much anymore but I was that person and then I by the time it, so I deferred by the time it came to going back again I was on tour a national tour with a play so I was like well I think the jig's up now I have to follow this just jumping into something that you said there about wanting to finish things and finishing a book that you yeah. hate and maybe not necessarily now. Do you ever walk out of theatre, like at the interval? I'm awful. I'm awful at walking out of anything. I have done it. My husband has no problem with it. He's like, you shit, let's go. 
And I'm like, whoa, like, but, but, but you bought the tickets and, and we're here and yeah. you have to see it through. Yeah. You have to see it through. And then I do, the older I get a bit like, but I do only live once. And this really is utter garbage. Uh, I remember walking out of Match Point, the movie in the cinema. That was one of the few. I just thought it was such shit. It was shit. But I, I'm, I'm still not good. I'm still not good at it. He's made me a wee bit better. He let halftime. He'll go, shall we? I mean, I, like, I, I, the older I've got, the, yeah. the, the better I am. He's older than me. I, he's, I, he's your age. I say better, but now it's like maybe it's not being better. It's just like well. It's like I'm really good with gigs as well. Like I love going to gigs, especially what's happened in the last few years when none of that has mm. happened. And a very good friend of mine is a fantastic musician. I've never walked out of her gigs. But I have walked out of other people's gigs. Not not that I knew them, but it's like I've had an hour now. I've done an hour yeah. and I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And I've, you bought the tickets, so you've I'm, you've you've yeah, you've I've, given I've, the money I've, to the arts. I've contributed, I've supported contributed. And now I'm going home. Uh, and now I've, I've had an hour and I'm perfectly happy. Equally, if at an interval I'm not connecting with this piece of theatre, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm getting, yeah, I'm, go. I'm getting better at that. I'm going to choose myself. And there was a great thing about it was your fuck bucket. Ex- you have to put your, your, box, your fuck box into your fuck bucket. Whoa, 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 back up, back up. <laughs> I can't Explain. remember how to come up with it. You basically have to have your give a fuck bucket uh-huh. and you only put your your fuck box into your fuck bucket. And that will be, <laughs> if you don't give a, don't waste your fuck box in like, I, I mean, I'm I'm making a balls of how she put it, but I, you get the gist. I get the gist. It's like you've only so many fucks to give. You have to put them in your give a fuck bucket and not any other bucket. True. It's dead true. So... So that was you. You put some in and then maybe took some out and put them back in your, your fuck bucket. Speaking of uh, giving fucks, do you give more of a fuck now or less of a fuck about... We um, keep I, both. I, I, well, I was going to say... I was, I was going to say your career, but that's actually not what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say was yeah. ambition. Has your has your ambition or goals have they changed? If if you ever did have goals, I know some people don't have goals. They just like to see yeah. what's around the corner. And again, we spoke about it before. That is what keeps us trucking and keeps us yeah. excited about doing what we do. I think my ambition. Was is hasn't changed, which has been work with the like the best, mm-hmm. see the whole world, um, to do your best, be try to be brilliant. Can you be brilliant? Uh, I'm just being really honest. I probably sound like a tit. You don't. But that's just like the truth. I think a lot of people talk a lot of shite and they don't tell the truth. That I think that so I so in a way I don't think that's changed. Maybe what's changed is as I said I don't think I have to do it in five minutes. I don't think I had to have done it by twenty three. No, because that's not that's not realistic. That's not realistic. So I think that's probably all changed. Or yeah. I've realized maybe that there are so many 
off roads, let's say on that road to, to working with the best and being the best and seeing the thing that I really, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I really realized a lot of the magic on really, I really have of the journey and started to take, I take that in a lot more now rather than end goal, next, next gig, next gig, next gig, next gig. Now I'm like, whoa, what's happening on this one? Yeah. And who are, and, and don't miss the great people because you've said you've wanted to work with great people. You're, you're working with them now. You've and you've worked with some greats already, so don't be missing it all. So that's I'd say is the difference. So if that answers you, it's it, it, both. No, it totally answers, and I think it's uh, a completely viable answer. That yeah, it's I suppose mm. you know to make sure you stop and and make sure you look around and, mm. and be present. Mm. In yeah, the moment, inste- instead of projecting Just, forward yeah, onto and- the next. On goal chasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you'll never get there. Because it'll never stop moving. No, I know. And you know, sometimes when you're, and this is sometimes on quite a generic Q and A when you're on a press going back to what we spoke about, they always throw in the so what? What's the part that that you that you covered? And it's like, yeah. well, I. I always think, well, I I don't know because I don't know if it's been written yet. I'm always so excited when I open a page and see this character's oh, description ooh. and go, oh, I I yeah. hadn't. Wow, I can't believe someone's thinking of me yeah. in that way. I haven't thought about yeah. that. That could be super interesting. Yeah, that's so they're yeah. the parts, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I never know how to answer that question. And you're right. That's I'm going to steal that now going forward. I'll nick it, man. I always. Go, I always go, I'd love to be in a Western, which is true. Fucking but I'm hell. Like, That's, I'm nicking that. I'd love to be in a Western. <laughs> I'd love to be in a, I'd love to be in a, like, I don't know what I meant to say. I'm, I'd love to do the next Hamlet. But I'm like, I, fuck, I want to be in a Western. I want to kick salute. I want to play. Yeah. I want to be on horses. I don't know. I never know the answer to that question, so I just say I want to be in a Western because I, I do, but I don't fucking know. Yeah, but you're right. That's the answer. So I don't know because because you open scripts and it's the possibility for magic, which is another reason why we keep coming back and keep coming back. That constant dangling carrot of real magic, mm. or or you have them moments sometimes where I remember once I was filming in Morocco and we had to be up at the arse end of the dawn, and you're bleary eyed, falling out to get in the car or whatever, and in a good way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but you know, it's, and then I remember driving across the desert these dust roads and the sun was rising and it was like, there you go. This is, this is, this was the dream. This was the ambition, the dream, the thing, blah, 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 blah. And you have those moments where you go, holy shit, I'm lucky. Holy shit. This is my job. Mm. I'm getting paid to, do you see times of day and you see things and night shoots and weird magic hour moments and, people's ups and downs and they're tight and those like synapses that like fire and, and it's just it's a whole cocktail of of amazingness uh, and and shit like times but it's 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 a i mean it's why they call it the bug i guess or the drug you know and also, like, when did you get the bug yeah but it's also you know as you said there you mentioned <clears throat> it's just 
full of possibilities. It's full of possibilities. Your day, your life can literally change any day. Well, especially when you meet such extraordinary yeah. people and you're yeah. thrust into, you know, you're forcing, not forcing, you're thrust into making a mm. person, quite personal relationships and telling people things that maybe you haven't told some mm. of your closest friends, because you mm. need to get there. And I'm not just talking about um, people you're working opposite as an actor. It's like, I'm really close with some of my runners and crew members mm. and DOPs, mm. and you have these these small little um, pockets of time in the day when they're constantly working. They don't have to sit down and uh, get a tea yeah. brought for them. They're constantly thinking about the next shot and the light and all yeah. that. But you have those little gorgeous moments of a day like oh my friend pete who's my drp on a job that i'm doing at the moment um and i'd been off this this specific job for um two weeks and two weeks ago when i was leaving he said oh craig uh my daughter is nominated for an emmy tonight because <gasps> she's she's nominated for the great because she's you know she's on costume there and they were all wow. they were bit flown over and i went oh and I wasn't on for two weeks. I said, "Look, I'll make sure I find out." And um, and I can't. Well, you know, I'll yeah. cross fingers for her. Anyway, she fucking won. Amazing. I, it, it was, luckily, it was the first person I met today when I walked onto set, and I went, "Pete, she won." And his face as a father yeah. was yeah. just so. And then he went, "I've got photos and I've got stories. I'll oh, see you. I'll yeah. see you later." And then throughout the day. We had little these little pockets of time, and he went, "Look at this, and here's her with the Emmy." And then he was telling me stories about the airplane. It was like I just picked that relationship up, paused it for two weeks, and we both yeah. picked it back Pick- up yeah. with that that the last conversation that we had. And yeah, you know, it's just it's lovely. Yeah. It's so it's so, and because I think it's such an industry of, and I mean this in the best way, mm-hmm. it's such an industry of misfits. Oh, absolutely. It's such an 100%. industry of, and I, and I don't mean act, I mean the whole crew. Oh, yeah. All of us together, the whole thing is a big pile of magical misfits. And here we are, and what are we doing? And nobody knows, but we'll give it a go and, and have these magical conversations and relationships along the way. And then we might end the job, we might never see them again, but it'll never leave you. Or you might absolutely make great friends and take them with you. It, it, it's, it's, as you say, it's all the possibilities. It's it is brilliant. Charlie McKenna, one absolutely <laughs> gorgeous place to end it with a lovely conversation. Thank you so so Thank much. You. Get better. I Have will. you got what do you take? I'm on the lem sip. Apart from wine. I'm on the lem sip and the red yeah. wine. We'll be fine. That's a good old cocktail. What's that stuff that knocks you out to go to sleep? Oh, Nyquil? Night nurse. Oh I can't, but then you have I to get up. Because I'm terrified that I'll oversleep. Sleeping, yeah, no. Bit of red wine, bit of lamb soup, you'd be grand. Charlie McKenna, take care. Thank you. And please don't ever take I'll any... I'll see you on a set well, soon. that would be lovely, but don't take medical advice from me, you or the listeners. Thank you. The Two Shot <laughs> Podcast does not condone lamb soup and red wine. On that note... I thought we'd gone off recording, to be fair. Yeah, Charlie McKenna, <laughs> loads of love. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> The Two Shot Podcast was presented by me, Craig Parkinson. Recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. The remix of our theme tune is by Stolen Valor. Cheers. Cheers.